pollen, I think it is. What a joy to have Sarah with me. She is um, truly a, a, a woman of God. I was reading Proverbs 31.10 the other day. And it speaks about the, the virtuous woman, the, the woman who uh, is, is, is a person who considers a piece of land and buys it. And uh, she lives all those principles. Um, my daughter Nora is a very, very brave young lady. She's come to America by herself and uh, is in school and is, uh, as a Thai girl, um, doesn't know a lot of English at first and uh, is now with A's and B's in nearly every subject and so uh, very, very proud of her. So her English is amazing. In fact, her English is not amazing. Her American is amazing. She, I, 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 I don't know whether to like it or not. She's got an American accent. Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I play with you. We, we, we're grateful to all of you in America. I hated America before I came here. I've told you the story, I'm sure. But um, America has been very good to us. And we, we appreciate you. Talking on prophecy this morning. Um, prophecy is probably one of my favorite subjects. Um, many years ago, I, I was working with a man called Graham Cook. I don't know if any of you know of Graham Cook, but uh, Graham Cook is one of the foremost prophetic voices in the country um, and uh, comes from England. I, I was a part of the same apostolic uh, network that he was in, in a place called Southampton in England, called CNET, Cornerstone Network. And Graham and I traveled together um, in Africa doing work amongst the churches. And uh, I, I got into prophecy simply, uh, first of all, I got into prophecy um, when I started out as a Christian. I heard this fact that you, you as a Christian should be able to prophesy. Um, but I had a couple of problems. The first problem was I couldn't speak in public. I never could have a public oral. The second problem was it was supernatural. And I didn't know if God wanted to give me anything supernatural. And so um, after prayer and seeking God, I asked him, Lord, use me. And uh, I remember the first time he ever used me in prophecy. I was sitting halfway down the church and... Uh, I was next to another guy, and God dropped this word into my mind. And I, as I listened to this word, it was as clear as daylight. But I thought it was me. I don't know if you've ever had a prophecy, but the very first time God ever uses you, you, you start to wonder, is this me or is this God? And I, I sat there thinking, Lord, is this you? I don't want to make a fool of myself. And all of a sudden, the guy next to me stood up because I waited and waited. And he brought exactly the same word that I had. And I realized God was trying to talk to the church. And I was disobedient. And from that moment, I made a decision. I said, Lord, I'm going to make this decision. No matter how stupid I look, if ever you tell me to speak, I'm going to speak. And, and I made a radical decision. And from that day... I started on a journey of learning how to prophesy. And, and I will use the word learn because it's a learning process. 
eventually got to the point where I was invited to England to teach um, the churches that came from uh, many, many countries on how to move in the supernatural and how to move prophetically. And so eventually Graham Cook came and joined me in Africa. We traveled together and uh, eventually went to Zimbabwe, where we had about 450 leaders turn out. And as they, they, they finished the meetings, they came to me and they said, would Graham be willing to train us in the prophetic? And um, I asked him, he said, of course, no problem. And then about six months later, he phoned me, he said, uh, America has opened to me. I'm not going to be able to make Zimbabwe, but I know of somebody who can. I said, please, Graham, I, I really would appreciate that. So I said, who is he? He said, you. And right there and then, I was put in a position where I knew nothing about protocol. I knew nothing about the process of prophesying. I didn't even understand the, the power of prophecy. I just prophesied when God gave me a word. And so started a journey, which I'm going to share with you today. A journey of how to, how to understand the, the importance of the prophetic. The prophetic, ladies and gentlemen, is, is foremost. Uh, it, when you study the, the scriptures, you'll find it's a key ingredient to the development of the local church. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 20 following, it says, the church is built upon the foundations of apostles and prophets. Prophecy is vital. It is, it is God giving us the blueprint for whatever he wants to do, not just in the church, but in your life. I found out that God actually causes us to find our gift. Your life gift is found in the prophetic word. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15 following, it says, Timothy, stir up the gift that is in you, that was given to you, by the laying on of hands of, the, of, of elders or the presbytery through prophecy. Prophecy is a critical component to finding out who you are, why you're on earth, what God has called you to do. Timothy was told that the way you, 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 you fight the good warfare, 1 Timothy 1.18, is you, you do it by the prophecies spoken over you. Prophecy is critical. You've got to know what God says about you. You've got to know what God says about who you are. You've got to uncover your life purpose. Really critical. And so prophecy is that, that powerful component in Christianity where God talks to you for someone else or for yourself. It is God talking in real time into people's lives. Over the years, I've had the most incredible opportunities of bringing the prophetic word at the right time to people that are in the most dire circumstances. I was in Waterbury the other, the other year, and um, while, while I was in the restaurant, I walked into a restaurant, and the young lady serving behind the counter uh, recognized me from the church that I'd been preaching in which was First Assembly, you guys know very well. And um, 
She said, are, are you Pastor Yan? And I said, yes, I am. And she said, great to have you here. And I ordered my food and I went and sat down. And as I sat down, God told me a number of things about her life. And she came to me with a tray in, in this uh, Latino restaurant. They, 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 you order what you want. They put it all on a tray, bring it to you. And uh, as she walked up, I said to her, I have a number of words for you. Would, would you mind if I bring them? And she said, I'd love it. And I brought her the words and she started to cry uncontrollably while I brought her the words. And she sa- I said, they are good words. Why are you crying? And she said, because this morning I woke up and I said, Lord, if you don't speak to me, if you don't speak to me, I can't live another day. I'm going to take my life tonight. And so just the simple fact of obeying God when he's trying to talk through us can change the direction of a person's life. You and I, ladies and gentlemen, are not called to observe others prophesying. We are supposed to prophesy. We're supposed to be people that God uses in Acts chapter 2 when you, you see the day of Pentecost comes. By the way, you can say amen any time. I don't mind if you you, you speak up and, uh, and and agree, all right? But Acts chapter 2, verse 17, you notice um, the, the day of Pentecost comes as this powerful outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the 120 that were gathered after Jesus had left. And as the Spirit fell on them, they started to speak in tongues. There was... Uh, uh, flames in the room. There was a mighty rushing wind. It was a, a massive experience. I have to tell you something that I personally believe the church should ongoingly experience supernatural visitations. I believe God should show up in our meetings. I believe that we should see God touch us every time we come together. Today, we're going to believe God for him to touch you. We're going to believe God to speak to you. Thank you for that, yes. Amen. Amen. We're going to believe for God to, to come with power and to do some things amongst us. But on that day where the power fell, Peter gets up and he explains. He says, this, this is that which the prophet Joel spoke about. He said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. The first thing that is explained after the day of Pentecost is that the power of prophecy is made available to all believers. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1, as pastor says, earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you prophesy. Prophecy is that power which God gives us to be able to walk up to a person in a moment of need, in a moment of confusion, in a moment of uncertainty, and bring a word that speaks into that situation. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 says this very, very simple. Yes, 14 verse 3. It says this. It says, prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort. Edification 
it builds you up. Exhortation. It causes you to do more than you've ever done before. Comfort. It carries you through the tough times of your life. I don't know of a person that hasn't come to church on a Sunday that doesn't need edification, that doesn't need exhortation, that doesn't need comfort at one time or another. We're constantly in this room today. Every one of us need a word from the Lord. Every one of us need to hear God speaking to us. The problem that's come is that this, there's been an, an understanding sent to the church that God doesn't speak personally anymore. That God speaks through his word and that's it. It's not correct. God speaks as Jesus says it this way in John 10. He says, my sheep hear my voice. He talks every single day. God is trying to talk to you. Not only in, in the sense of, of guidance, but in the sense of where I'm taking you. If, if you don't have vision, it's probably because God hasn't spoken to you prophetically. God wants to give you a dream. God wants to give you a future. God wants to show you what's coming. My wife and I build what we build because God speaks to us. We do what we do. We travel where we travel because God speaks to us. It's vital, ladies and gentlemen, that you understand that you are a part of God's plan to touch other people. That wherever you go, you walk into a restaurant, he's got a word for you to deliver to somebody else. The word of God that comes to us, please understand this, is not just a, a simple word from a person. If it's the word of God, it carries divine power. In Isaiah chapter 55 verse 10, it says this. It says as rain comes and snow and waters the earth and brings forth the bud, so is it with my word that as it goes forth, it will accomplish that for which I sent it and not return to me void. God's word carries power. And you've got to understand that if you have no expectancy for God to speak, it probably won't happen. More than anything else, ladies and gentlemen, as Christians, we've got to know what God's trying to do for us. If you don't have faith for, for what is coming, if you don't have faith for what God can do in your midst, no expectancy can be built. You've got to build expectation. As you came here today, what were you expecting? That's it. According to your faith, be it unto you. If you never expect anything, if you have no expectancy, if you put no demand on the Holy Spirit, then the level of God's manifestation goes down totally. What are you believing for today? Do you believe for God to speak to you today? Do you believe for God to touch you today? That's what we come to church for. We come believing that God's going to do something. And if the body of Christ has been activated 
and each one of us have learned how to flow in prophecy, then we can see God move amongst us in the most miraculous ways. Every one of you can prophesy. Every one of you can prophesy. You say, how can you say that? Well, there's three, at least three levels of prophecy. The first level of prophecy is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 from verse 6 following. Each of the Trinity, listen to me well, each of the Trinity has a different way of manifesting themselves in you and I. I'm going to say that again. Each of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, each have a different way of manifesting themselves in us through gifts. Gifts of the Father, gifts of the Son, gifts of the Holy Spirit. You'll find that in chapter 4, sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, 5, and 6. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all manifest in a different way. The Spirit manifests in this way, 1 Corinthians 14. Sorry, 1 Corinthians 12, verse 6 following. He manifests in this way. He causes his power to flow through every single one of us. There's not a person that is not able to be empowered by the gift of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, it says this. It says the manifestation of the Spirit. Let me explain what manifestation means. That means the showing forth, the revealing of himself. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one. If I had to say to you, I want to give each one of you a hundred dollars. Who's left out? Nobody. And so, and and I'm not offering that. But, But what I want to say is the manifestation of the Spirit has been given to each one. There's not one of you sitting here that names the name of Jesus that cannot have the manifestation of the Spirit. Well, what are those manifestations? They are nine simple gifts, three each. Three gifts of power, three gifts of revelation, and three gifts of utterance. Let's go through them. The three gifts of power is faith, healings, and miracles. They are for everybody. Every one of us should be moving in miracles. Every one of us should be moving in faith. I'm talking about a gift of faith. Every one of us should be able to flow in healing. You should be able to lay your hand on the sick and they recover. Mark 16, 16 says, Those who believe in my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. These are gifts given to us. I've just come from Boston where I ministered for a number of days and I spoke to them on signs and wonders and and systematically taught them to the point where the last night God showed up with such power and such a manifestation of his presence that every single person in the room was touched by God. God is here to do great things through us. God wants to touch you. God wants to break into your life. 
God wants to change your situation. But it's, it's going to take for us to understand that it's not just God showing up. He shows up through people. And those people are us. And we've got to, we've got to step out. We've got, to, we've got to believe God. If your kids are sick, you've got to lay hands on them. And you've got to believe for God to heal them. As we were driving here today, my wife laid hands on my shoulder. And she, she commanded this thing to go. I'm believing that by tonight it's over. Thank you for amens. Healing is, is, a, is a powerful component. My daughter, a, a, a number of years ago, tiny little girl, five years old, just understood that God heals. I had a big growth on my back. Uh, uh, I don't know what you call it. It was, it was um, like a cyst, yeah, yeah, like a cyst. And she just came and she touched it and she, she prayed over it, believing God would heal me. The next day, the thing was dealt with. I don't want to go into details. I don't want to gross you out. But God touched me and healed me. I've never seen that thing again. The, the mark is there. But it's healed. Just a simple faith of a, a little girl believing God. We're supposed to live in the miraculous, ladies and gentlemen. Nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Three gifts of power. Three gifts of revelation. Word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. Discerning of spirits. We should have a word of knowledge. Do you know what a word of knowledge is? God will tell you what's going to happen about a person's past. He's got a word of wisdom is God giving you divine wisdom for how to deal with the most difficult situations tomorrow. God offers us a supernatural level of living. And so often we don't even have the understanding that God wants to do great things for us and through us. Discerning of spirits, you're able to look at a person and know their spirit. You're able to see the work of the Holy Spirit. You're able to see dark spirits, demons. You should be able to look at a person and know that they've got a demonic problem. And then deal with that demon. I come from Africa. Demons in America hide very well. In Africa, they don't hide. They're there. You show up, they manifest. So we, we, we do baptism in water. I don't know what you do, but we do baptism in water. And regularly, when we put people who've been involved in witchcraft underwater, the moment they go under, the demon can't take it. And it manifests. And starts to thrash around. We have the power to take authority over that and command it to leave. Some of you are sitting there going, oh man, this is way out there. This is, should be our everyday life. We should be able to, to, to bind demonic activity in our homes. There are things that go on with our kids that we should deal with with the power of the Holy Ghost through discerning of spirits. Not everything is a bad 
friend that did it to you. And not everything is a, a horrible experience. Some things are demons that show up in your home. The last three are the gifts of utterance, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. Prophecy is for everybody. Every one of us should be able to prophesy. Every one of us should be able to hear God for another person. I don't know how many times you've read your Bible, and while you've read your Bible, God is talking to you. There's an old saying that you don't read the Bible, it reads you. And as you read the Word of God, there's things that jump out sometimes, not for you, but for somebody else. You know, you know it's God speaking, but it's not, not for you in this moment. And as you've, you, you're speaking on a phone to a friend, they start to tell you their situation, and you know that word you read is exactly what they need. That's a prophetic word through the Word. But God speaks not only, ladies and gentlemen, through, through the Word of God. He speaks through communication. He communicates with us. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. So the first level of prophecy is for everybody. 1 Corinthians 12. Romans chapter 12 speaks about the fact that all of us have life gifts. They differ. It says, as there are different parts of the body, so you have different gifts. But everybody has a gift. And those gifts differ in the sense that the eye is different to the ear. And it then speaks about the fact that there's the gift of prophecy. Then there's the gift of administration, and there's the gift of leadership, and the gift of mercy, and the gift of giving. These are life gifts that each one of us have gift of exhortation but prophecy is mentioned again and so there are some people that have a life gift of being able to prophesy that means to speak God's word whenever they need to do that I've got a gift of prophecy I don't have a I have a 1 Corinthians 12 gift but I also have a Romans 12 gift so that at any time that God speaks to me to prophesy I can do it there are many of you sitting in this room right now that have the gift of prophecy. If it just hasn't been uncovered, we have to do that. We have to help you find what you've been called to do. Because you've got a word for somebody every time you come together. God wants to talk to you about the need in somebody's life. God wants to give you a word which will set them free. It's fantastic to be able to go anywhere in the world, any situation, and hear God for another person. It is God's calling God. I mean, it's fantastic when, when, when you say to a person, this is what's happening and this is what's going to take place and this is what's happened to you. And they go, how do you know that? Say, the very God that, that loves you it's trying to talk to you right now. I was in, in, in Indonesia uh, many years ago. And when, when I was, I'd finished prophesying to about 300 businessmen. It, it, was a, it was a long night. Let me just tell you that. And so 
It, it, it happened because of a misunderstanding. What happened is all these people came to hear me speak on finances. And uh, that's not my best subject. I don't know why they got me to speak on finances, because I'm not rich. But anyway, spoke on finances, and at the end, they said, would you be willing to prophesy over some people? I don't know what your English is like, but some does not mean all, okay? So they stand up and they say this, the pastor is willing to prophesy over you if you would like it. Well, who's going to go home? Nobody. So I've prophesied over these 300 odd people and about 2 o'clock in the morning I finish. And I go to a restaurant with the elder and he sits and says to me, they got 13 elders that are standing around me and checking me out to see that I, I'm accurate. He said, we listen to you prophesy over everybody. And there was not one you got wrong. How did you get so accurate? So I said, by practicing. So he says, what do you mean? I said, everywhere I go, I listen to God for somebody. He said, did you do it now? I said, yes. He said, who? I said, the waitress. I said, when I walked in, God told me she's missing her mother and father. She longs to be, be at home. So he calls her over. He says, come here. He says, this man says this about you. She starts to cry like a baby. She said, I woke up this morning and I was missing my mom and dad. And I wished I could go home. Well, he immediately launched onto that. He says, the God who told you that is the God who loves you. And so God wants to, to, to give you a new life and he leads her to the Lord. And Indonesians are, are aggressive. They said, he said, please give me your address. We're coming to fetch you on Sunday. You're going to church. I mean, it's not the approach that's going to work in America. I can tell you right now. Practice. Because we have a desire to be a blessing to other people. Do you want to be used by God to, to bring God's word to somebody who's caught in a, in a terrible situation? Would you like to be a person that God uses to bring exhortation and comfort to a person whose heart is breaking? Of course. That's available to all of us. So the first level is for all. The le second level is for some. The third, sorry, many. The third level is found in Ephesians chapter 4. In, in verse 10 following... It says, he who ascended was he who also descended. That when he ascended, he gave gifts to men. And he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. When Jesus was ascending, he threw out five different gifts. Some people think it's four. I, I, I don't want to argue. But he threw out gifts, and they were for some. And some were apostles, and some were prophets. I just want to make a statement in the middle here quickly. People say apostles and prophets have passed away. Well, you've got a problem if you think like that. I, I want to tell you why. 
Because it says this, he gave some to be apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Then at verse 12 says, for the equipping of the saints. This is the problem. Verse 13. Till we come to the maturity of the faith, the stature of the fullness of Christ. I don't, I don't think we've come to the unity of the faith. We are divided more than we've ever been. And so those gifts are here until we reach unity and maturity. That every joint is linked together, that, that we work together as a body. Today we are, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are disjointed. And so prophets found at this level are office, officers in the body of Christ. They hold um, an office that directs and guides the body of Christ. I don't know that you've ever met a prophet. If you have, it's, and they are reliable, it's a wonderful experience. If they're off the track, it's horrible to see. There's one of the prophets that have just died a, a while ago from South Africa that was based in America. His name is Kim Clement. How many of you have heard of Kim Clement? Okay, a few. Kim Clement has a very interesting prophecy. If you go on YouTube and you have a look, you'll find before um, the, the president was elected, this current president, he prophesies that Trump is going to be a key player in your country. He says Trump is going to be made a trumpet. And he talks about how his, his voice is going to shake and, and whether that's good or bad, I'm not a politician, so don't get cross with me. But he prophesied Trump was going to play a key part in your country. And today he's, of course, the president. And so you, you've got to understand God is wanting to talk into political affairs. God wants to talk into business affairs. God wants to talk into your home. God wants to tell you what your kids are going to be. When your kids are born, we, do you do dedication here? When kids come up for dedication, it's a wonderful thing if we've got prophetic voices in the house because we prophesy over those kids as to what they're going to be. My daughter is in this country today because of prophecy. God has told us she's going to have an international uh, impact. To do that, she has to speak English well. She has to do, speak English at a, at a top level. That meant she had to get out of Thailand because the English in Thailand is, is limited. And so today she is where she is because of prophecy. I'm doing what I'm doing because of prophecy. I left a, a, a guaranteed million-dollar job to come and minister the word of God because of prophecy. God called me. You and I need to understand that there's another way of living, ladies and gentlemen. God wants to talk into your life every single day. When you come into this house, there should be prophetic words waiting to happen. God wants to use you to speak to your, your neighbor, your friend. God wants you to speak into your children. God wants you to, to understand where he's taking you. 
So many people live just in the, 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 the most uh, predictable way. Go to work, come back, sit and watch TV, go to sleep, get up, go to work. They, they have no calling of God. They have no understanding what God's trying to do with them. Prophecy unearths that. So prophecy is, is available for each one of us today. Even young people in this room. If you believe uh, that the Lord wants to use you, if you have the faith, uh, God can use you. In Brazil, right now, there's a, an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The people used mostly to do the healings are the 12 and 13-year-old kids. It's, it's where your faith is. Kids my daughter's age are moving in miraculous signs and wonders. Church, I encourage you, lift your faith and believe for more. Believe for God to move in your midst that when you come together, you'll be able to speak the word of the Lord. So you say, how do I do that? Well, that's my last point. All of us can move in, in the prophetic. It takes for us to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit will empower you to speak in, in, in prophecy. The second thing I want to say to you about the, the whole thing of speaking in prophecy is that you and I can speak in prophecy if we learn to hear God. Throughout my, my years I've been asked, how do you hear God? I mean, if I had to say to you, how many of you in this room would like to learn how to hear God accurately? I know every hand would go up. Every hand would go up. The way we hear God is this. First of all, God doesn't only speak. God communicates. God speaks. So we hear the sound. God shows us things. So we see pictures. And God gives us feelings. So we feel a sense. I don't know if you've ever walked up to somebody and just felt a sense of something good's going to happen to them. Or walked up to a person and felt, wow, man, this person's going through a tough time. You just sense it. That's how prophecy starts. Prophecy starts also through sight. I don't know if you've ever prayed for people. While you're praying, pictures come to your mind. Those pictures are the beginning of a prophecy. If you'll understand that, you, you will be able to stop and say, Lord, what do you mean by that picture? And finally, God speaks to us through sound. He, he drops a word or he drops a phrase in our head. So you hear God say, breakthrough. You hear God say, um, this, the problem is over. You hear God say, I'm going to promote you. If you will stop for a moment and interpret that, take time, say, Lord, what do you mean by that? God will start to give you the words. Prophecy doesn't come, ladies and gentlemen, by you shaking crazily and, and you know, you're overwhelmed by the power of God. Prophecy is almost imperceptible. But it is by faith that you're waiting to hear God. And as you, you hear God or you see the picture or you sense the feeling that you start to move. I put it this way. 
the first thing that happens is there's an unction so that we can function. What does that mean? It's like your cell phone. I know this is going to get through to everybody because today cell phones are everywhere. I remember the days where you sit down for a meal and nobody has got a phone on them. Now, man, you sit down for a meal and everybody's... It's incredible. So, so this is how it works. You're minding your own business and you hear, bing! Messages come in. That's the action. As you're looking at people, there's this, bing! This sense. Pay attention. If you'll do that, so as I look at you, bing! Something makes me pay attention. I'm able to speak prophetically to you because God is going to give me something for you. It's learning to to pick up the the moment. And so as that moment comes, you then say, Lord, what do you want to say? Sometimes you don't have the word per se, but you walk up to the person, put your hand on them, start praying for them, and God then starts to flow and gives you what you have to say. So in this house, every Sunday, every time you come together, God is trying to speak to somebody. God is trying to give you a word that is critical for your situation. God is trying to let you know where you are on the journey of your life. Sister in the, is that a salmon colored dress, shirt, uh, with the glasses? Yes, you ma'am. What's your name? Liz, as I looked at you earlier on, are you the one who said you'd like to hear from God? Somebody back there said they, they, they yeah. <laughs> so so I, just, I just want to say to you, Liz, that um, as I look at you, the Lord gave me a picture. And the picture was of an old uh, oven, a uh, coal oven. And the lady who was working with the oven was preparing a cake. And uh, she, she was putting in all the ingredients and she put this cake in the oven. And as she put it in the oven, she, she wanted this to be ready. People were coming and she wanted it to be ready, but she had to keep testing it. You know the test, knitting needle test. You've got to stick it in and pull it out. And if there's still dough, it's not ready. And she was, she was anxious for this to get done because something was going to happen. And I heard the Lord say, there's so many things in your life you feel you're running late on. There's so many things that you want to have, have completed and done. And the Lord says, I, I move slowly with you because I prepare you correctly. I want to use you in a way that, that does not make mistakes. I want to use you in a way I've anointed your mouth. You, so, so I'm telling you how I see it. I see her speaking to other people. The Lord says, I want to form you in a way that you speak at the right pace, that you don't say too much, you don't say too little, you know exactly what to deliver in the way of a message. And so the Lord says, I'm working with you very slowly, even though you want to get moving, you want to be used of God in a powerful way. The Lord says, you're on time, you don't have to worry, you're not behind time. It's your, it's your desire to be used that moves me forward, says the Lord. I, I keep moving on your life 
because your life is one that is going to touch into the furthest corners, the darkest corners, where people are never reached. I'm going to take you to places like that. I'm going to cause you to travel. I'm going to cause you to be used across the waters. Your, your, your words are going to bring life to people that have never, ever hoped they would hear. They, they have no idea that there is a God. And you're going to cross their lives. And you're going to drop a word into their life that brings a fire to them, that makes them long after the Lord. Don't be in a rush. I'm working with you. I'm preparing you. I'm getting you ready to travel. I'm getting you ready to speak into the most difficult situations. Amen. Is that, does that fit with you? There you go. Okay, so we just thank God for that. So you know that as you go, God's going to give you the right words. Prophecy. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. You two, uh, the lady with the glasses and the guy with the, the S&R shirt. <laughs> What's your names? Mike and Melissa. I know your names. You've greeted me before. I can't remember. Sorry. God has put upon both of you a mother and father anointing. The ability to come alongside people that have never been loved and never been supported that, Mike, you would be able to speak to young men that have just got married and are not sure of the way forward. The Lord's going to do such a work in your heart. There's, I, I see God adjusting so many things in you, um, pushing you to, to go where you don't want sometimes. And I, 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 I just hear the Lord saying, I'm going to use you, son, in a way that stabilizes young men, that causes them to make right decisions, that causes them not to go ahead of themselves. I see you, Melissa, speaking to young ladies that um, are, are, are anxious. I, I see they, they're not sure of tomorrow. They don't have the confidence. And I see you just teaching them to pace themselves and learning how to walk in God. Um, as a couple, you're going to have couples come and sit at your home. I'd be surprised if it doesn't happen already. But people come and sit with you. Just love being around you. You have a, a, a hospitality anointing. That's going to cause people to feel, uh, let's just go to Mike and Melissa, because there's safety there. So the Lord says, develop those gifts. Don't, don't think they're just natural. They are a gift from me to touch the body of Christ. Does that fit with you? Praise God. Prophecy. Supernaturally natural. You don't have to, you don't have to start to to, to wail and holler. You don't have to shout. Just be yourself. As you pick up what the Lord is saying, you just move in that and you, you learn to practice. I want, you, I want you to know it's okay to fail. I had a 70-30% success rate. 70% was wrong. 30% was right. It's really embarrassing coming to a couple and saying, uh, um, the Lord says to you as a couple, this is what he's going to do. And the guy goes, this is my sister. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really embarrassing. But you learn to, to hear God and you learn to pick up what God is saying. God wants to use you as a church. 
Your pastor is not wanting to speak on prophecy just because it's a subject that's a pet to him. It's vital in these days in which we're living. Listen to me. This world is unpredictable. Things are happening to us that are not natural. There are people facing problems like you have never believed possible. Financial pressure is at an all-time high on some people's lives. You've got to hear God for what he wants to do with you. You've got to hear God for where he wants you to go. So prophecy is available. Prophecy is available to every single one of you in this room. You can prophesy to your wife. You can prophesy to your husband. You can prophesy to your kids. Get up in the morning and have a word on your heart. And just bring that word to your child. And give them hope for tomorrow. Amen. May God help you to be a church that that learns to prophesy. I want to practice for a minute or two with you. I want you to, to ask the Lord right now. Lord, would you help me to become a prophetic person? Would you help me to hear from you for other people? Come, let's just pray for a second. And then I'm going to release an impartation to you. I want you to touch a person next to you after you finish just waiting. And I want to just release a flow of the prophetic in this house that you'll find yourself starting to hear from God in a way you've never heard before. Amen? All right. Just, just ask the Lord where you're sitting. Say, Lord, make our family a prophetic family. Stir up that gift in us, Lord. Father, I want to release upon this congregation a prophetic anointing in the name of Jesus right now. I want you to reach your hand out and by faith just take it. I release upon this congregation a prophetic anointing where, Lord, they'll be able to hear you when guests come to the house, when they walk into new situations, when they face circumstances that they have no answers for. That, Lord, you will talk in ways that surprise them. Lord, in the name of Jesus, cause such an outpouring of your spirit on this church. That, Lord, it will be a place where people come to receive direction and encouragement from you. I bless them, Lord Jesus. I pray that as they go to their homes, that they would carry with them a sense of your presence and a sense of your willingness to talk. Father, I pray for mothers in this room today that you would cause them to experience a year filled with supply and provision, with safety, with a sense of of your kindness in every area of their life. We bless you for the woman in this house, Lord. We thank you for them. We pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, you would continue to move in this church, build it up, strengthen it, make it what it needs to be. Thank you for the work you've done over the years. Thank you for the pastor and his leadership. We pray, Lord, for divine guidance for them, that they all move at a higher level than they ever have. We ask it in Jesus' name. 
and agreed and said, Amen. Thank you so much. 